Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on Clippers five days a week. Yes, we do. 7 a.m. every day. Uh, nice way to start the day, depending on if the Clippers win, but this will be a good one today. Yes, the day we're recording this, the Clippers started the day with a loss to the mm. Knicks. Uh, it was a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be, just given a brunch game. But we're going to talk about what we liked from that game as well as what we didn't like. Uh, and then it's the Freshies slash the Luke Kennard progress report. <laughs> so coming into this, the probably the biggest news is that Serge is going to be traveling with the team on the road yes. trip, which is huge for everybody looking for him to get back to the lineups. So we're we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about the impact of Rondo and Boogie and how it seems like they're pretty firmly uh, it, in the playoff rotation in some capacity, mm-hmm. uh, most likely in tandem. And then, as always, we'll have a Luke Kennard progress report. Um, did not play in that game in the Knicks, but we're still, we love talking to young guys. So yeah. <laughs> we'll have that for you. And then in shavings, uh, happy birthday to Yogi Ferrell. And then we're sure. going to talk a little bit about the very underrated, uh, but very appreciated Clippers media team. So all that and more coming up right about now, but first got to let you know, you got to check out rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, now that we've ordered our auto parts, it is time to recap the Clippers 106-100 loss versus the Knicks. You thought the Clippers would maybe drop this one. Um, Good call on your part right there. Um, I thought we would maybe... being right. (laughs) Let's get into what we liked. And you have an interesting note on here. Like, we lost, but it didn't... It looked pretty good sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it was one of our better-looking brunch games. We came out with intensity. I mean, like, you know, we really did make things difficult for Julius Randle. He was effective in that fourth quarter, but he still only finished 14 points. Um, so that's, you know, that's solid defense in my book against Randall. Uh, we only had 13 turnovers, which definitely was still a factor in losing this game. But I mean, I, I would have thought that would have been higher, uh, just given like the, you know, the midday nature of the game. Hopefully we're not gonna have to play brunch games in the playoffs, right? I don't think so, man. Uh, I really hope not. Uh, <laughs> they just throw an extra curveball. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, we're also doing noon games now. Um, that'd be horrible. That'd be the wildest thing. Just the worst news for the Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like overall, we like we came out, you know, we came out with the right intensity uh, and it just, you know, shots weren't falling. Um, and there were some other issues that we'll talk about later. But what else did you like from this one? So Marcus Morris's defense only his defense, we're not going to just even talk about his offense because it was non-existent today, was great. And I think this hyped me up in kind of a more long-term way because his defense has really looked good these past couple games. We saw what he did against AD. Um, he looked effective. He was physical in this one. That's That bodes well for the Clippers in the playoffs. Like having another elite defender who's hitting their stride is going to be good. And he brought it on that particular end. Um, like I said, a horrific night shooting, but that felt more of an anomaly, if anything. Yeah, he didn't have his first bucket until partway into the third quarter in this one. So, uh, really difficult stuff on the offensive floor, offensive end. But I agree. Like defensively, we need that. I mean, like we need that intensity. We need sort of that grit. Um, and it's good to see him having it at the right time of the season. Um, yeah. 
So Rondo also had a great passing game. He had eight assists, only two turnovers. There was like a huge kind of high leverage moment late in this game in the fourth quarter where he recovered yes. a loose ball on an offensive possession that kind of totally got botched. And I thought the ball was gone for sure, but he hustled for it, got it back, hit Boogie uh, for, a, for a quick basket. So that was great to see. Yeah. And then Kawhi was really, really good um, despite some <sighs> shooting inefficiencies. He finished with 29, four and three, only had a single turnover. I mean, look, he shot great beyond the arc. He was, you know, above 40%. He kind of struggled everywhere else. And I guess, I mean, at some point, I'm a little concerned about the hand. He was shown with, yeah. like, a, a, a glove with, like, the cooling packs kind of in it. Yeah. Um, he, he wasn't holding it or anything at any point during play, at least not that I noticed. But it did seem to affect his finishing around the rim. There were a couple of uh, kind of point-blank misses that I think he otherwise makes. Yeah, I mean, 26 shots to get to 29 points just kind of sucks, right? Like, it, it's a tough go. Um, he got – Joseph Rye Award was tweeting out that I think Zoo gave Kawhi a high five, and it was, like, on that hand, and he, like, looked kind of upset with Zoo about that. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm going to chalk up the poor shooting today to hand stuff and compared to ramping up stuff. Um but yeah, I want to see it look. I mean, he's got another tough matchup with the Raptors, right? On Tuesday, going against Nick Nurse, who's going to game him out, who's going to try and game him out. So that's a tough go. I hope the hand is okay. I hope the cooling packs are doing their job. Personally, I'm trying not to think about it too hard because I just can't. <laughs> we got four games left. <laughs> Anything else we liked from this one before we get into what we didn't? Nick Batum, potential bounce back game from deep. He was. Yes. So percent from three. Yeah, 13 points. Um, had a couple of huge kind of energy plays when the Clippers were making a run at this one late. Um, it was great to see that. He had a, he had a great game today. Yeah, played most of, if not the, played most of the fourth, yeah. um, which was interesting. So that kind of brings us into what we didn't like. I, I actually, I kind of thought this fourth quarter lineup was a little infuriating. Um, Bunch I, of tinkering today. Ty Lue was going crazy with the playoff lineups. I know, but are they playoff lineups or are they tests? Because from what I saw, this fourth <laughs> quarter lineup is not a lineup you would ever want to really see significant time in the playoffs. This fourth quarter started with a lineup of Reggie, Rondo, PG, Batum, and Boogie. Zoo did not record a minute of play in the fourth. Uh, yeah, I don't did, like that. He, he would not see the he would not see the floor. Um, and once again, like I just felt like we were lacking a defensive presence that we needed in a close game, and guys just weren't hitting shots, which you know you can't control as much. But I For do sure. think that like you know the defense, it just looks different. And I mean, they're still getting used to each other too. Like there was, we saw a bunch of, and that's why I think it looked kind of rough sometimes today. Like we saw, I think today was the first time we saw Bev, Kawhi, PG, Batum, Mook. I mean, obviously in a really long time, we saw Rondo, Bev, Kawhi, Batum, Mook. We saw a bunch of weird stuff. Um, I don't mean weird in a bad way, but yeah, this was just a big tinkering game and the defense is definitely behind, which makes sense. And we're going to talk about this more in the next segment. Like we know that, that it is sort of a mission right now to sort of test kind of pairings with the tandem of, of Rondo and Boogie. But I got to be honest, man, this one in the fourth quarter, it felt like a wasted opportunity to me. Yeah, it's, you know, I think Ty Lue was, he was tinkering a whole bunch and it was only a six point loss, but there were some times where it was like the defense just wasn't, it just wasn't there. Um, rough shooting afternoon, which sometimes I think looks more frustrating than it actually is. Like, the Clippers don't 
overly rely on threes. We're the most efficient shooting team of all time. Well, maybe not after today. So when they're not falling, you kind of want Kawhi or PG to quote unquote, go get a bucket, which wasn't happening against this Knicks defense. The Knicks defense was, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, Um, like that's yeah, totally. And PG not good from three. Um, Great from pretty much everywhere else though, but it, it just wasn't there from three today. And yeah, I mean, dude, the Knicks defense was legit. Huge credit to them. Um, yeah, I don't know. This this one kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth a bit. There were a couple, and I like there were a couple of bullshit kind of late game fouls Refs too. Were bad in this both one. on Kawhi, which which were super rough breaks for the Clippers. He was fouled in a shooting motion in the fourth. It was called on the floor. Uh, the play we ran out of that ended ended up in a missed three, and then he was fouled in the air on the way to the basket. It was yeah. determined to be a jump ball, um, and you know like. Are, are these the sole difference makers in this game? No, of course not. But it it was kind of just brutal to see. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't stop Derrick Rose, which hurts. Um, I think it's because he read some of my old tweets about him. and was like, well, I'm going to prove these guys wrong. Um, the Kawhi 12-minute stretches are back. Yeah. He played the full first, but he didn't look. A lot of people on Twitter were using the phrase, he just doesn't look right out there. And I, I kind of tend to agree. I... Don't really like the Kawhi 12-minute stretches, especially never in a 12-30 game. Like, why bring it back in a brunch game? Why bring it I, back in a game where you're never going to have to prepare for a 12-30 game in the playoffs? Yeah, I, I've kind of never understood that. Um, I guess maybe it's it's an attempt to get ready for the playoffs, and it is also, you know, a little bit to keep George on ice so he can get staggered more with that second unit. Right. Um, but it, I don't know. I I've, haven't. I, I've been a lot a fan of a lot of what Ty Lue has done, but like the <laughs> single twelve minute stretches in the first quarter have kind of always been one of those a, a little bit of a head scratcher for me personally. For sure, tough loss. Um, hopefully, we can bounce back against the Raptors. Coming up, we're going to be talking the freshies in the Luke Kennard progress report. A lot of playoff uh, lineup implications. But first, Will, talk to me about Indeed and who should use it. Well, if you're listening to this, you're definitely the hiring expert for your company. You're a Smartest genius. person there, yeah. And what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fits your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. And you can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. And for our listeners, you should get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Don't forget to hit that up. Indeed.com slash locked. All right. Welcome to the Freshly Slash Luke Kennard Progress Report. Guess we can go ahead and get the progress report out of the way early. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do that. 
you know, we saw some Luke Kennard versus the Lakers. Uh, Ty Lue talked about he's been trying to figure out who works best with Rondo and Boogie because um, they're just kind of firmly coming off the bench in the playoffs, it seems. Um, so he liked he liked Kennard out there with spacing. Didn't get a, a single minute in the Knicks game, which honestly, I don't know. I feel like his effort would have been there. There were some interesting looks this afternoon in terms of guys you know it's a 12 30 game so there's some sluggishness but i i kind of maybe would have liked to see canard in that next game yeah i think in that fourth quarter it would have been an interesting look um you know batum before he had that uh before he threes yeah was was struggling a little bit would have been nice to maybe just have kind of another shooter out there um that a defense has to respect I don't know that he's the difference maker, but I mean, if right. we're playing around with things as it's, I mean, it seems pretty obvious that we were in this game. I don't know. Why not just give him a look, a look you know, give Luke yeah, a look, try it out. Yeah, like that's, that's a good point too. Like the tinkering today, you know, there was no Terrence Mann. There was no Luke Kennard. Um, this is all before Serge is even back. Right. So those guys are kind of now, I think phased out of the playoff picture in any tangible way it's kind of appearing that way yeah um yeah and i guess we can just go straight into this like rondo and boogie are just firmly in the playoff bench rotation ty Lue's talked about how they're not gonna you know neither of them is gonna start never really was a concern with boogie but kind of something we thought maybe would happen with rondo but in the grand scheme of things let's just take a minute to just kind of think about how mind-blowing this is that rajon rondo and boogie cousins are gonna be due to injury and stuff like that, just our one and our number two off the bench for point guard and center. So, I, I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I think once again, th- this just depends on how it looks once Surge is back. Um, right. I, I, I'm hoping that we're not seeing this like in a, in like a fourth quarter scenario, like we did in this Knicks game. Right. But I, I mean, there is some merit to it. And like, depending on the team that you go against and like what their depth looks like, especially at the five, yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, if this is a sort of a deeper, a, a deeper bench kind of pull, uh, or just something where you need a, a little bit different of a look Some or spot to, minutes, yeah. Gain a little bit of scoring momentum. I, I I'm kind of available for it. Um, I would, do still you think expect- that's the case though? Or are you a little worried that it's going to be in that? Cause I'm a little worried that we're going to see it. And it's not, it's not going to lose us a game or anything like that, but it might it will just absolutely make lose us a game. <laughs> so you are, are you worried. kidding? <laughs> I, I mean, like if we if we're heavily going to this lineup, but I don't have an yeah. indication that that's the case. It's really hard to gauge right, right. now because Serge, I mean, hasn't played the you know like the majority of the of a season of basketball. So yeah, we damn, you know fuck. we we still <laughs> don't right know <laughs> we we still don't know what the rotations are going to look like once he returns. And sort of, I mean, we also have no indication what he's going to look like. So, yeah, it, it, is it worrisome uh, to a degree? Um, I also do think, though, that there is merit to it. And, you know, Rondo was obviously going to be part of this playoff rotation. That's, you know, it's one half of the reason why we got him, um, for, sure. <laughs> for sure. The other half, the other half just being at the locker room, you know. Yeah, for sure. An elite passer. Um, it's going to be interesting, too, right? So, Boogie and Rondo on the floor together. Rondo, maybe a, a better defender than some of us thought he was going to be for the Clippers right now. Boogie, good in the low post. Not, you know, when he gets put up to the perimeter, that's where things get worrisome. I'm having a little bit Had a of... a rough turnover today, too, in the fourth. Oh, yeah. Good call. I'm having a little bit of consternation thinking about kind of the defensive coverage 
that's going to be needed by kind of everyone else on the floor to help out with the boogie and Rondo scenarios. Like if they don't have it defensively one night, that's a lot of coverage and extra effort maybe. That could negatively affect some offensive production. Not a whole lot, but it's just one of those extra things where if it's not there offensively for both these guys, it's a big drop-off for how effective they can be. Yeah, yeah. But once again, I I mean, I think like in the ideal scenario, these guys are going up against like mostly other bench units, you know? Um, they're they're not That's seeing a, a whole lot of uh, they're not seeing a whole lot of like defensive possessions versus a team, um, unless you know unless things are going real goofy. That's a very good call. Yeah, unless we got to see another the benching scenario. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens. These next four games are going to give us a good idea of it. Um, all on the road, so there's going to be some interesting minutes distributions there. Big news: uh, Serge Ibaka traveling with the team on the road trip. Nick Batum revealed in the post game today. Do we think he plays at all? Uh, man, at this point, like I'm, I have no idea. Uh, I have no idea. I, I, you know, I, I think that as of like two weeks ago, you and I were pretty firmly at the point where it seemed like he would not return to the yeah. lineup until the playoffs, um, in terms of actual game time. But you know, th- there's some easier opponents kind of peppered in there um, right. it could be a nice opportunity to kind of get him some reps and i mean the, the other thing too is just i i mean we're we're working on this we're, we're working on the the draft of whatever the <laughs> the pairing is with sort of rondo and boogie and i mean we're gonna have to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit with how we're going to reintegrate surge. So I think it would behoove us to have him, you know, obviously before the, before the playoffs, but it's, it's really going to determine his availability. Clearly at this point, you know, they are not taking a single risk with that. It's so weird because him coming back has such a big effect on every lineup, right? Like if Tyloo's really psyched on this Rondo and Boogie lineup as being a thing, well, when surge comes back, he's, I mean, after some kind of ramp-up period, whenever he comes back, we kind of assume is going back with the starters. So then Zoo's off the bench. So, But then, you know, I guess Ty's not as worried about Rondo and Zoo learning from each other or playing with each other. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that that backs the whole center rotation up again. So it's good. Yeah, I, I have no idea what getting Surge back into the lineup looks like. And with how coy the Clippers are with kind of injury stuff we really do have no idea when he's coming back i'm i'm not worried i just want surge back honestly like i trust ty to get it figured out i think that's something we can all be psyched on is that we're not going with a coach who it's going to make an egregious decision but this is this is maybe the i don't want to say the most pivotal part of the playoff run but this is a very important issue that needs to get kind of nailed right away when the playoffs start is that yeah, too much definitely, definitely. <sighs> Who knows what's going to happen? Um, Coming up next, we'll have oh, some Oh, wait, we forgot one more freshie. Oh. oh, shit, what's up? Jay Scrub was active for the Clippers versus the Knicks. Oh, that's right. He didn't play, though, so. He did not play. Do we think, would you put any money that he plays in these last few games? He was in the layup line, like. I think he could definitely, I mean, we closed the game uh, against the Thunder, and I think if, if seeding is secured, um, he could definitely see maybe even significant run in that game. Um, it's going to be interesting. I've seen this period coming out. But coming up next, we got some shavings for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, some great stuff. Yogi Ferrell's birthday. Happy birthday to him. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Uh, but first, Charles, got a few shekels kicking around. Looking yes. to turn them into M's. 
Where could I do that? Here's where you can do that. You can do that at Bet Online. Quickest way to make millions of dollars, maybe. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, uh, and so is college basketball. With the NBA, the NHL, and MLB are in full swing and skate. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Might be able to get some money on if Jay Scrub's going to see some playing time. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all cap letters, one word, for that 50% welcome bonus. Get half back what you put in at betonline.ag. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And now that I've bet, I want to get hyped up to watch these games. What you should, can I do? You should always bet on a full stomach. And the best way to fill you up you with health and protein is Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar on the market. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors for those with allergies out there. Mm-hmm. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Yummy. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But best of all, Built Bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie. They're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. So they're great for the keto diet. And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. For a limited time, you can get a free cooler with purchase. Great for summer. This is only while supplies last. You're going to want to go ahead and get on that. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, welcome to shavings. Pretty pretty chill day so far. Nothing too crazy. We're recording this on Yogi Ferrell's birthday and on Mother's Day. So I hope everyone had a good Mother's Day on Sunday. yeah, I hope Yogi has a good birthday. Got a DNP, but what are you going to do? Um, happens to the happens. best of us. Yeah. Hey, it's happened to me a couple of times. I'm not going to pretend like it hasn't. Um, what does Yogi's fit with the Clippers look like next season? He's got that non-guaranteed year, which I think is something that's kind of interesting to a lot of people in terms of the like, well, the team really likes him, but not enough to, I guess, guarantee that he's going to have a spot. Uh, so I just think it depends. I mean, I, I do think... Um, I, I think that, you know, pending what happens in the playoffs and maybe even regardless of what happens in the playoffs, I do think that moving Patrick Beverly is going to be a priority for this front office. Whoa. Um, so Up like hot take out of nowhere. I think that, you know, that is, I mean, if you look at just the money that we're paying to guards, it's something that has kind of has to happen. Um, oh yeah. What is that breakdown? Cause that, that kind of gave me a headache the other day. It what's what we got like. Sixteen, Pascal, to yeah, Luke. Six, 16 to Luke. Rondo is on the hook for the seven to nine range. Um, I think seven and a half. Yeah, seven and it is seven and a half. It was two for fifteen, so it's seven and a half there. Um, yeah, Luke at sixteen, like you said, Pat is in the sub fifteen range. It's like fourteen point nine. You know, it's for all intents and purposes fifteen million. Yeah. Uh, he's had one healthy season with this team. Um, Damn! Why you gotta and, say it like that? Well, like, look, man. The, <laughs> no, the you're thing not is, wrong. Is, the I'm thing not, is, is yeah. I, I, I would be very surprised if there weren't attempts to move Patrick Beverly. And look, I love Patrick Beverly. This is not an indictment on his play. Um, uh, you know, availability just is what it is. But you know, last year, uh, or you know, earlier this year at the trade deadline, um, right. he wasn't an expiring yet. You know, his money will be expiring next season, so that makes it a yeah. little bit easier to move. 
you know, he's an older player. And, and like I said, you know, there's already just so much money uh, going to the guard spot. You know, you have Terrence Mann, who's already getting paid. You have to mm-hmm. figure out what you're going to do with Reggie, who has played incredibly. I mean, and if you could pick one of Reggie or Patrick Beverly, I mean, right now where you're sitting, who are you going with? That's a tough ass question. I was not prepared to answer this question this morning. Um, I right guess now, Reggie, at, <laughs> where we I guess sit Reggie. on yeah. Sunday, May 9th at three forty-eight p.m. <laughs> I would I have to say Reggie. Reggie Jackson. Yeah, um, I think it is. He's he's available. We know that much. And I don't think he's going to sign. I mean, like, dude, he's going to get offers this year. He, you know, he is on a competitor, and he played the majority of the games as the starting point guard. Um, yeah, for so, sure. You know, we we just especially once Kawhi resigns, money gets really tight. Um, and you know, as we did that breakdown a little bit earlier in this segment, like if we're already if we're already thirty plus mil deep in our guard spot before signing Reggie Jackson, I just yeah. don't see how we can get it done. Damn. Well, Yogi Ferrell's gonna give us some good competition. Give him something to figure some stuff out. Yes, which is good. Yeah. Um, try not think about those guard salaries uh, this week. It, it'll also, sorry, we t- I totally pivoted away from your birthday, Yogi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry about I, that, Yogi. We I, 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 I hope you had a great day. I hope that you're growing your handlebar mustache. Um, oh, and, that thing is in the running for best facial hair on the Clippers. And I'm and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the court next season. It's going to be a good time. Um, we also haven't brought this up in a while, but we have to give a huge shout out to the Clippers media team. Yes, absolutely. Shout out Charlie Widows. Shout out Charlie Widows. Shout out everyone on that. They just lost Andre Robinson, which sucks. Um, yeah. The game, these game day posters have been so fun this season. I oh, wait, today's like, was insane. Go ahead and look it up on Twitter oh if you haven't God. already. It's really they're, good. They're all so good. If you can, follow those artists on Twitter and Instagram too. They post, they sometimes will post like the process of how they make the graphic, which is really cool if you're into that stuff. Um, it's also, it's so hard to keep a good media team together from what we've gleamed just talking with Charlie Widows about people leaving and like, you know, because it's it's a very competitive, you know, arena for sport, uh, professional teams now. Like this well, is, you have to have a good digital media team or no one really cares. Well, and this social media team was recognized, you know, after last season with an award for being, you know, the best, one of the best social media teams in sports. And so naturally you're going to have people, you know, trying to, trying to snatch talent away. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind yeah. of what happens. It's good and bad. Um, but they've but, kept you know, it together. We're still still producing elite content. They still yes. they seem to take care of people. They know how to find, um, you know, the right fit. And the tone has been so good this year. It, it means a lot, too, I think, for Clippers fans because, you know, advertising for the Clippers used to be billboards of Donald Sterling, right? Like they were not, <laughs> they were not necessarily team oriented. And so it's just cool to see a team leading the way in how teams do digital media and how you can connect with people outside of the fan base too. Cause it really helps draw people in so much. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that, you know, we've seen, I personally have seen a huge like explosion of the presence of uh, Clippers fans globally this year um which i think is definitely a credit um i mean it's a credit to a number of factors but like the social media team is a huge part of that you know sort of interpersonal global marketing kind of strategy yeah absolutely um yeah anyway shout out to the clippers media team clippers world what <laughs> exactly uh tuesday's episode gonna be twitter tuesday so send those questions into at locked on clips we will do our best to answer all of them you guys send a whole bunch of good ones Preview of the game against the Raptors where we definitely need to take care of business. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. There are some issues with our podcasts on Apple, but that seems to have been fixed, hopefully. If you can't 
uh, listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Will, where can these people listen to us? Uh, you could also check us out on Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're, we're basically anywhere where you get your podcasts. Um, if you're looking for a link or something too, and because it isn't uploading to Apple, you can always listen to the direct link. We post it on Twitter basically as soon as the episode go- goes up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'd love to have your listen. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the opinion updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>